Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Cinderella Mazzucato. I mean, Marinella oh. Mazzucato. <laughs> Spoiler! I, s- <laughs> I love, you like looked up, you're not, obviously this is an audio format, but you looked up at me, made eye contact, and then laid that Cinderella Mazzucato perfectly. I wish... Wish listeners could see what I saw with that exchange. Uh, eye contact is key in some scenarios in life, and that was that was needed. <laughs> yeah, you you nailed it. I'm also really glad that my phone, because when we do this FaceTime to record, you know, half the time my phone like loses the video connection. <laughs> uh, but it held. It held. I saw your entire facial expression <laughs> right before you landed the line. I'm really pleased with myself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to continue our theme this week of talking about Disney princesses. So if we called last week's episode, what the fuck Disney princesses or WTF Disney princesses, what would this week's episode be called? I mean, can we put fuck yeah, Disney princesses? I don't know. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of shade thrown at the last Disney princesses, but that's not happening in this episode. So, no, we have a lot more positive things to say. So, yeah, yeah. I like this. Fuck yeah, Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. So we're gonna kick it off with Mulan. And what is that suction sound? Was there a what suction sound? Suction sounded like a vacuum. Uh, um, I don't know. Marinella. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. It's not coming from my end, I don't think. All uh, right. Well, it could be my headphones. Yeah. Uh, or I'll listen to the audio and it'll be uh, very obvious and I won't know how to cut it out and <laughs> everyone will just have to deal. But I'm not hearing anything. So hopefully okay. it's just imaginary and on your end. Um, okay. Hopefully. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're kicking it off with Mulan and I am shocked, I tell you shocked that we are talking positively about a Disney princess from the 1990s because Mulan came out in 1998 yeah that was towards the end there it, it it is a shock because I feel like that was still the era of like the 90s you could still get away with a lot and they decided not to get away with a lot they decided to do some good yeah well I mean like Belle Pocahontas um, the little, oh, I guess not the Little Mermaid. I think she was 89. But Belle and Pocahontas were both from the 90s. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were still pretty problematic. Um, yeah. But Mulan, uh, yeah, I love that she is, she's kind of our first, I maybe not full on, she's like our first tomboy, right? Like our first real tomboy. Yeah, I feel I feel like she's the first one where I'm like she's like doing something that's um trying to prove her worth through like strength, like physical strength maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. And she's like, you know, bucking that gender role of, you know, expectation of being a woman in China during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh so essentially the premise is Is it the Huns that are attacking and the emperor asks for the a a male from every household to be like conscripted into the army to fight and protect the land? Yeah, I think it's 
it's her the father. only man so he's like oh i'm gonna go but he's like much older and obviously you know yeah. not in a real fighting age anymore so she cuts off her hair and instead goes to volunteer for the family exactly yep and instead of they they, they don't see her obviously because she sneaks out to do it but instead of like going after her they realize that exposing her would be more dangerous than actually going after her so they just kind of let her go right right yep that's like the family's perspective on it and so she trains and we kind of get this like it almost reminds me a bit of uh the rocky montage you know where they like transform from average person to like super athlete so we see her go through her little like transformation from young woman to fighting fake man warrior yeah I don't know what we're calling her but yeah we get to see that little transformation she's like an Asian G.I. Jane that's what I would call her oh I like that okay yeah yeah. actually is it the first Asian representation in Disney that I mean, there might have been more, but this is the first one I can think of that's like, I feel like it's not offensive. Then again, I don't really know if some of the things in that movie would have been offensive, but. Yeah, I don't know if it's as problematic as far as historical inaccuracies as Pocahontas Mm -hmm. is. I think it probably is a little more historically accurate as far as like I don't necessarily think Mulan existed as a person but I think the invasion of the Huns and people you know men and families being expected to join the military to help defend the land like I think that's probably all relatively accurate yeah I think so too yeah so let's see some of the things i have on my little handy dandy sheet is that um she doesn't need rescuing in fact she ends up kind of being the hero right like she gets they discover at some point they're they're fighting the huns which she's the one that has the idea to to fire the cannon and bury them in the mountain range right yeah her idea yeah so she has all the good ideas pretty much (laughs) So that's Mulan's, but she gets injured in the battle and that's when it's discovered that she is a woman and she's kind of shunned and left there by herself, right? And they go back. Is that kind of the way it happens? Yeah, I think like, I forget the the captain's name. I think he's the captain, but like he basically, they want, they want him to kill her or something like that because it's kind of disgraceful to have a woman in the army. And I think she ended up saving him from some kind of attack. So he just says, you know, like a life for a life or something, and he lets her go. But they don't let her continue fighting with him. Right. But then she discovers that not everybody was killed. And so they're going back to celebrate this victory of defeating the Huns. But some of the Huns have survived and are following them. Yeah. Um, so she, in turn, pursues to fuck their shit up. Yes, yeah, she does. Mess, mess with that plan to overtake. Cause yeah, and and I, this is where I kind of lose the story. I forget exactly what happens, but I think they like get into the castle. Is it called a castle? The Emperor's Palace? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, they use like her little yeah. shimmy trick where they, she was the only one who climbed up that pole at like the 
little camp that they were at to try to get up with like yeah. those two weighted things on her wrist so that they all kind of like unite i feel like they were dressed as women the men in that i was about to say don't they sneak in by dressing as women and again her idea that like they'll go unnoticed if they dress as like handmaids or workers and i'm like of course (laughs) of course the women staff would be unnoticed so if you dress like them you can get by the guards no problem but another brilliant idea by Mulan. We get it. She's the strategist of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it all ends in a victory. And I feel like the captain is kind of like apologetic towards her in the end. Instead of her having to go after him, he actually comes to her, which is very rare, I think, in the Disney movie where there's some type of acknowledgement yeah. of of being kind of a jerk yeah and like you know he's kind of just he was raised in the tradition that women aren't yeah. part of the army it is disgraceful to have women fight right so he's got all these kind of traditional values that have been put on him and that is his belief system and so yeah it was kind of nice to see him have this like moment of growth and recognizing that like yo she saved your ass multiple times um maybe your concept of women serving in the military as a disgrace is like an outdated norm that you should just let go yep i will say my only like note that i have on this i feel like disney still had this concept at the time that there had to be a love interest angle to their Disney princess stories because her and the captain do have like a little bit of this like love connection and doesn't he kind of I I don't think he asked for her hand in marriage but it's like presumed he wants to like date her or be with her at the end right yeah I don't remember she like invites him for dinner and I don't know if he stays a while I don't know something like that where he's like going to stay around yeah much more respect let's start with dinner before we you know marry (laughs) that's but also i just don't even think like i think you could redo this story and remove the love story angle and it would still be as good yeah yeah of you know a tale that's my only critique it's like don't it's like these disney movies and they get better when we get into the other ones Mm -hmm. this is not so much the case but like they always had to have a love Interest. Like, apparently, you can't tell a story about a woman without her having a love interest. Yeah. That. It kind of started off that way, too, with like them trying to take her to that matchmaker. Um, and she was just like right. really clumsy. I guess being clumsy makes you completely undateable. I guess Marriage. that's yeah. that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, it did start off that way. And, you know, with her grandmother and her mom kind of like pushing her to tighten up or whatever and all these like traditional ways. And yeah, so that was the whole idea from the beginning. But I mean, at least it worked out with her being herself. Right. So unrelated to Disney, but have you ever heard of the Bechdel test? Bechdel? B-E-C-H-D-A-L test? Uh, no, I have not. I forget if I've ever talked about it on this podcast or not. Um, it's essentially 
it's not even a test of how feminist a movie is. It's just the criteria to pass the Bechdel test is that you have a movie where two women or two female characters in the movie have a conversation with each other and they do not the conversation does not revolve around a man they don't discuss and you feel like that's the lowest bar right like because in your everyday life when you're talking to your girlfriends you are not always talking about men you're talking about so many different things so like it feels as though if we're being represented well in film you would see that but it is amazing how few movies pass this like bar. It's crazy. Um, and just this concept of like Disney feeling like they have to have a love interest or a love story for all their characters. I don't know. That kind of reminds me of the Bechdel test where it's like, you know, I feel like these men are sitting in a room and they're like, well, if she's not interested in finding a husband, like, what would be her motivation to do anything? Why are we making this you know? movie? Yeah, like, honestly. <laughs> and it's like, wait, so wait, two women get together and they don't talk about men? Like, what would they talk about? <laughs> it's like, it feels like yeah. that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I'd be really curious to see, like, are those scores on a lot of movies or is that... or? Yeah, there's a website. There's a website you can go to if you if you just Google. I'll try link in the show notes too. If you Google Bechdel or Bechdel, I might be mispronouncing. I think it's named after the woman who like created this criteria. It's her last name, Um, but I don't think I've ever heard the word pronounced. So I'm sure I'm mispronouncing Uh her last name. But anyways, if you Google it, you'll find a website where people have already made comments on movies, and you can type it in and see which movies pass or don't pass. And then there's like a whole bunch of other people who have created other versions of the Bechdel test to see like how well movies score on things like, you know, other aspects of diversity. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe honestly one day we could do an entire topic about it because I think it's really interesting. I think it is interesting Uh, because watching movies kind of changes how you think. Like, after watching, like, the Cinderella and all those other movies, or thinking about them and talking about them with you, I mean, it kind of put me in a bad mood. But after watching some of these ones recently, I was feeling, like, very mm. empowered or, like, hopeful for, like, young girls. I was like, this this is the message that I want shared. Yeah. Well, what's so interesting is the movies we're talking about today – like, each one of the women in it have such different motivations, right? Like, Mulan wants to honor her family, protect her homeland, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's a lot of what motivates her to, you know, spur into action. And um, and we'll go through some of the other in a minute. But I feel like last week, it was all like, my goal is to find a husband and get married. And again, women have other motivations in life. Yeah. Like, you know? We don't know anything about those other princesses, like, at all. Except for Belle. We knew a little bit that she liked to read. A little bit. A little bit. But she was probably reading something not uh, Stockholm. Is that what we were talking about? Stockholm Syndrome? Not psychology. Oh, yeah. Not, I'm unfortunately not reading a lot on Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll get her there, guys. <laughs> we just need to get her a book on it. Maybe, you know, also... In Belle's defense, I don't know if we were aware of Stockholm Syndrome 
Oh, that's true. Was it like 1700s France? I mean, I don't know when it took place, but it was a while ago. She was in a ball gown, so some time ago. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. She might have been the first known case of it. Um, Probably should have been named Bell Syndrome, but you know. (laughs) Here we are not giving women recognition (laughs) that they deserve. (laughs) Damn it, not again. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, next movie up on the list is Brave. Oh, I love Brave. Yeah, I I have only seen Brave once. Shortly after it came out, I think I would really enjoy to rewatch it. I had to read the plot line on Wikipedia to like remind myself yeah. what happened. Okay. But why don't you kick us off? What do you love about well, Brave? The thing I love about Brave is it's it's clearly like a younger girl like you can tell she's at like a younger age instead of looking like a like kind of like a, a young woman i feel like she's easy to identify as like a kid mm. so that kids watching kind of get that vibe i don't know i feel like it's important that they're not looking at the princess as like a woman which the other ones they are kind of I was about to say, I feel like she's probably not that different in age compared to Cinderella yeah. and like the Little Mermaid, but they are very like sexualized mm-hmm. and treated as women. And you're right, I don't think she is. She's she is more presented and depicted as her age and as a girl. Yeah, maybe it's like her wild hair or she like has kind of like not like a she has like a really like tomboy walk or something mm. about her. That's what I was like, oh, this is kind of like easy for kids to identify with somebody like this. Um, but what I like about her is she, so the movie starts off with like her mom wanting her to be, um, basically they're trying to find somebody for her to end up with. I think they're doing some similar to like having a ball. Of course they are. Yeah. So, and her mom's like super perfectionist and she like strives for everything to be perfect and it's like made very clear in the movie in the beginning and so they have all these you know kings or whoever they are or knights or whatever they bring like their first son and they present them and um they say that uh whoever wins the challenge wins her heart or something Mm. so she picks a challenge and she picks archery and she's badass at archery. So while they're participating in the challenge, she says that she's going to win her own heart, which oh. I thought that was the greatest message because that's really the most important thing, right? Yeah. No, I love that. Um, I also love that she's our second tomboy, right? Mm-hmm. She's very, yep. I mean, I know that the expectation is she wears a dress and I know she has a dress in at least parts of the film, but like, she loves going through the woods, practicing her archery skills. You know, she's like Mulan, a little more of the traditional boy things that she's into. Yeah, and she values her freedom, and she just doesn't want to give it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you shouldn't at such a young age. <laughs> Right, right. Like, let us remind you, just because Disney sexualized their princesses, they were all still, like, teenagers and shouldn't have been being married to men who they did not know. Uh, And I know part of that is, like, historically that's what we did is we, you know, 
families would just kind of come together and be like, yes, I will marry my four-year-old to your six-year-old. It will be done next week. Um, But... (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Like, if we're, you know... Come on, Disney. You were not historically accurate about anything. So you definitely could have modernized these women not being, you know, preyed upon uh, by men who didn't know them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the only other notes I have on... Is her name... Merida, how do you pronounce it? I think it's yeah, Mer- Merida. It's not, to me unfor- the unfortunate thing about the name is that it's the same. It's very close to the word shit in Spanish. Oh, <laughs> honestly, it's very close. So every time I hear it, I'm like, did they think that one through? I don't know. Ooh, it. She's Scottish, right? Is that there? Because they're in the Scottish yeah. Islands. Yeah. Yeah, she's Scottish. And I feel like they say it with an accent in a way that I can't pronounce her name. Like I've lost the ability to, to enunciate that way. Yeah, Mirda. I think that's what it is, and that's yeah, Mirda. Okay, super close to shit in Spanish, but hey, that's it. Um, I have a note here that it's okay. So if Mulan had like a forced love story that didn't need to exist. I feel like Brave also, I get that the reason they're doing it is to show that like the expectation is that she marries the man and she's choosing a different path in life. So I do like that. And I do like how um, she isn't paired with a man by the end. It wasn't like, you know how, I, I feel like sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll show that she wants to choose a different path, but then she still ends up with a guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that it wasn't the case here. Like, nope. She's like, nah, I'm going to win this for myself. I did win this for myself. Great. Moving on. (laughs) Like, it never Mm -hmm. is forced upon her, which I feel like happens a lot. Not just in Disney, but I think a lot of stories. They'll give the woman a little bit of agency, but then they still, like, have the romance coming at the end. (laughs) Yeah, this this definitely was the exception to that. Because it's more of, like, about her relationship with her mom in the end, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she she goes into the woods and she they always go into the woods, always. <laughs> that will with be... an animal. <laughs> and she, time. Yeah, she like buys all this stuff from like a woodcarver and tries to get this spell put on her mom to change, and it changes her mom into a bear. And then slowly, her, yeah. slowly her mom starts turning into a bear, but they start to get a better understanding of each other. And like somewhere, you know, towards the middle, her mom is actually trying to convey to her that as a bear, like to tell everybody in the kingdom that somebody so young shouldn't have to make a choice and we should all be free to choose. And the boys that are like, supposed to be getting together with her all agree they're like yeah we want to choose we're, we're really young like we're not ready to decide and so they they fix their bond because they were like completely on opposite sides and at the end of it they're just like far better at understanding each other which is every mother-daughter relationship dream <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. that's great that, like, the focus is more on, like, the maternal and daughter relationship than it is, again, about, like, some dude who, like, doesn't even have a name. He's just Prince something or another. So, uh, yeah, I love that, 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 like, the main focus or the main relationship in this movie is between the mother and the daughter. And it also shows that, like, you can 
So I think that's another thing is sometimes these fairy tales make it sound like all these relationships are always perfect all the time and they don't mm-hmm. show how there can be conflict and how that can be resolved in a healthy way. And Brave does that or at least attempts to tell one of those stories. Yeah, it does pretty good. I mean, who who knows what happens after that? Maybe at the end of that, she's like, you know what? My mom was right. Maybe I just need to... <laughs> we need to clean it up a little put a little product in my hair it's fine <laughs> tame these curls slightly <laughs> I know the but. struggle yeah <laughs> oh well um, our next one and this movie was hella popular Frozen <laughs> yeah hella popular I've not seen Frozen 2 though I've only ever seen the first Frozen I don't think I saw Frozen 2 either. Yeah. Well, and this has, I feel like, you know, kind of like Brave was focused on this mother-daughter dynamic. This is very, Frozen is focused very much on like the sister dynamic between Elsa and Anna. Yep. Yeah. They end up kind of drifting apart because of some, what was it? Because she had some kind of bad reaction to... She froze her or something by accident, right? Yeah. So Elsa, when she's young um, and she's she is going to be the ruler of her kingdom, she discovers she has these powers. She's kind of like Storm in uh, the (laughs) X-Men in Disney. Taking it back. Yeah. I mean, she is kind of like the Disney Storm, right? She's got powers Mm -hmm. over like winter and weather related things. And yeah, I think when they're kids... She hadn't learned how to control the powers yet, so she accidentally freezes or injures um, Anna. Is it's pronounced Anna or Anna? Anna. I think it's Anna. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, yes. And then I feel like they erase Anna's memory of it. And at that point, the parents are kind of like, Elsa, you don't know how to control these powers. Like, let's kind of keep you away from your sister so you don't inadvertently kill her. Um, Mm -hmm. But then it's also this, like, you have to conceal what makes you special and unique type of a vibe, right? Like, she's told to, you know, who you are is not okay and you need to cover it up and, you know, isolate from people. And um, so... you know that's obviously kind of the the premise and they drift apart and they're very emotionally distant they don't really grow up together in a way and then yeah. why, uh, why can't at some point elsa say hey uh, fyi i have this problem and that's why i have just i have to stay away from you for some reason i don't know why having i don't understand why the distance had to be there yeah. Also, only... the parents died. So there was, unfortunately, the whole orphan thing came back. Oh, God, I know, right? They just couldn't <laughs> Sorry. let that one go. Um, I have a feeling, my guess is that there was some sort of, like, shame and and told to hide who you truly are, right? Like, I feel like Elsa's parents didn't want to be publicly known that she had these type of powers. Um, and, yeah, it is, it's a shame she didn't reach out to Anna and... and like I don't know be honest but I I feel like there was this weird family dynamic where her parents were like you got to keep this hidden don't tell anybody not even your younger sister you know 
Oh, it made me so sad every time she went to that door and wanted to build a snowman and there was no oh. n- not even a hey i don't feel like building a snowman <laughs> i know nothing no i mean but, oh goodness i know it's part of the story they had to really build that that wall so that they could come together later right 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 but yeah no it is a little heartbreaking well what's funny about Anna is she kind of starts off with the initial goal to just like be she starts off like your typical Disney princess where yeah she wants to get married to the prince like live happily ever after right because I feel like she gets proposed to by that dude from the other kingdom and she's like sure no problem would love it and they go to Elsa for her approval and Elsa's like you don't know him bitch like don't marry him yeah and she yeah, won't you're getting love bombed <laughs> totally like no give it a ask him to dinner first do what Mulan did um but yeah that so Elsa's like no you can't marry him that causes the rift even further mm-hmm. um I don't remember exactly why Elsa runs away. I feel like her powers start getting out of control at that point. Something happens, yeah. and and she's afraid that she's gonna like bring down the kingdom if she stays. So she she runs away, and Anna chases after her because Anna still believes in her heart that her sister's a good person, um, and she's like gonna yeah. go rescue her and and bring her back. But Elsa's happy where she's at when she gets there because she's like, oh, I can finally like just let it go. Is, is, it, is, that, is that when the song comes out? Is I, that when she finally just like lets it all hang out? I think so. I where think she can just like be, be an ice song. princess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's the song. <laughs> it's, it probably um, felt like taking your bra off for the first time. She was like, thank God. You know, like uh, I don't have to contain any more of this freezing action in my life totally i no longer need an underwire to protect my boobs i can just <laughs> let it go yeah <laughs> but that is part of right elsa's journey is like learning to accept herself she was so told to like conceal hide who you are don't let people see this about you and she's like runs off to this place where it's like safe to just be who she truly is and to accept herself um and Anna gets there and this I I forget a little bit about how all of this goes down but I feel like Anna gets injured again by <laughs> poor Elsa uh right yeah. and is like a frozen heart and uh Kristoff and Olaf have to like rush her back to the kingdom to try to save her because it's an act of true love right that will save her yeah so they have to save her back to the prince right because that's how a normal disney movie would work you got to get her back to the prince for that unconscious kiss Uh, and Kristoff's such a good guy bringing bringing her back even though she knows this guy's a dick he's like this is what makes her happy right (sighs) Kristoff's such a good guy for not kissing her and being like let me see if my kiss will bring her back to life (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it's the bare minimum but he's a really good guy true oh she fucked up his sled she just destroyed it but she she was gonna buy him well he was also for at first motivated to get her to safety so that she'd be alive to get him a new sled so kudos to him for looking out for his financial success (laughs) that's true too get yourself a financially (laughs) stable man (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. And wasn't he raised by trolls? I mean, he probably did learn some yeah. finances. They collect all the bridge, right? Fees. Is that what trolls are known for? Yeah, I don't know. He was really into ice for some reason, remember? I don't know if he was an ice transporter or something. Yeah, I think he might be right. Something like that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that the act of true love was the sisters repairing their relationship. Yeah, that was that was sweet. That warmed my heart and Olaf's. I mean, a much better message, right? And so, like, both Brave and Frozen have this message of, like, you know, showing how women can, like, repair, you know, relationships or men relationships that have, you know, had some level of strain to them but also both show like that's what like love is something that's like built and worked out over time that's what true love is it's not you know (laughs) some dude kissing you while you're unconscious yeah and that you know love can be and and should be spread throughout other relationships not all romantic like the other love in your life is very important and will sustain your happiness so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Elsa, we never see a romantic partner. She's like, I can rule this kingdom by myself. It's cool. I'll figure it out. She don't need no man or romantic partner to help her. Yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't know if, what would happen if she touched a man. You think it would turn to ice or <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now just, like, I mean, imagining. I, I don't want to, like, you know, loss of control. I don't want to go down that road with the, the young Disney princess again, but. <laughs> right, right. I guess she Elsa may freeze still is death. only, like, 16 or 17. I'm not sure how old she is at this point. But, um, yeah, I'm imagining that she would freeze a dude's dick off. But, um <laughs> I'm like kind of here for it too in this sense. What a solution. Thank God. (laughs) I wish I had that power. Um, I'll never have to worry about it and I'm thrilled um, personally. (laughs) No erectile dysfunction in my life. Well, on to Moana. Moana, yeah. She's seen Moana. Oh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the first thing I wrote about Moana, like at the top of my notes here, is that she is, I feel like the first time we see a woman or a young girl with a more normal body, like obviously she's still animated, but they still kind of like Mulan and Frozen and Brave still kind of have that, do they have ribs in that hourglass (laughs) figure? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, whereas like Moana's, no, she's shaped kind of like a, a young girl her age would be. Yeah. Plus Polynesian culture does not honor or like not honor, but they don't like obsess over thinness. They don't have any problem with women who are more full figured. They prefer it actually. So that's historically true. I don't know where they were from. Not Hawaii, maybe. I don't know. I think it was a Hawaiian actress that voiced Moana, but I think it is supposed to be more like somewhere in like French Polynesia or, yeah. or somewhere out in. Yeah, like Samoa um, or something. 
Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know the exact location, but I agree that culturally there is like in the broader sense of a lot of those Pacific Island nations, you're right. They don't have the same beauty standards as we do. And you see that in Milano. Yeah. I'm for it. And I, I like a thick girl. What can I do? That's the truth. <laughs> do you also like an animated girl? No, I draw the line at human. Honestly, I have okay. to have to have real flesh. Yeah. Um, so I love that her story has no mention at all of a romantic interest. None. Zero doesn't exist. She's just out there trying to save her homeland from uh, whatever this like essentially they're starving, uh, right? Like a yeah, like some sort of like their food supply has been crippled in some way. And so she has this idea to travel out past the island. Um, and you see her like disagreeing with her dad a lot, who's the chief. You know, because yeah. he wants to, like, keep everybody safe and keep them very local. He doesn't want to go explore. He doesn't want to see what's out there. And she's like, I think there's fish further out. Like, I think we could save people if we are willing to venture. And then I, her grandmother takes her to a cave and shows her all these old boats. And it's like, we come from seafaring people. Like, this is who we were. We were explorers. Um and I love that, that that moment is like a strong, you know, grandmother figure teaching her granddaughter about like their their family history and like the culture of their people. Yeah. I yeah. I think that for for me that was like about finding Moana finding like an identity kind of like knowing mm, who she was yeah. and like maybe like kind of trusting intuition like being that you know connected to the ocean and like the ocean led me here and all those things that women tend to ignore or not prioritize and like that was a super good message to bring to that movie yeah yeah and and i mean right it is her going on this exploration and this journey and she comes back you know stronger wiser craftier more resilient and i think you're right she's found her identity and and who she is um and interestingly like she goes about kind of she's expected to be the chief of her people um as like the oldest child and she goes about leading her people in a very different way than her father does right and and she finds her own path she doesn't just kind of fall in step and and lead the way he he did yeah I think to your point she's like leaning into her own intuition and and learning about herself and who she is and therefore who she is as a leader yeah and and her dynamic with Maui like the Mm -hmm. what is he uh the rock Dwayne yeah I don't know what he is some (laughs) kind of like like Spirits, like a demigod, I, yeah, like a demigod. Like yeah. Kind of reminds me, yeah, demigod, like a Hercules esque figure or something. Yeah, like there's no romantic tie there at all, which is awesome. And she kind of helps build him back up, which is kind of nice to see, like a man that's broken down in a movie. You're like, oh, he, he can't, he can't really get yes. it together. This, this chick's helping him out, like figure out how to get back into his groove. 
Yeah. And when they're faced with what feels like certain failure, he at first like runs away. He's like, no, nah, like I'm noping out of here too much for me. Um, and it's her that like finds the courage to continue on. And it's like, I have to do this. Like I have to, you know, save my people. And I, it doesn't matter if we're facing an impossibility against like these ocean waters and all this. Um, and he comes back and ends up helping her, but it's her who doesn't have like, who doesn't falter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's a leading force in the mission for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Moana. Love her. I think, I think that may be my favorite Disney movie so far. Although there's, I, I have not seen, I, for certainly for Disney princess movies, I think it's my favorite. Um, maybe not all Disney movies, but it's really up there. It's a good story. Yeah, I, I don't think I could pick my favorite Disney movie. Yeah, all I the new ones hard. are really good. All the old ones I could leave behind. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Right. Well, if you've heard a story once about an evil stepmother poisoning a princess <laughs> until she like is knocked unconscious or whatever, and then a prince that comes and kisses, you've heard them all. You know, you've heard one, you've heard them all. Yeah, uh, agreed. Well, the next. And our last Disney movie is, I think, very different than even the ones we've discussed so far today with Encanto. Yeah. It's, um, while there is, like, a main character in Mirabelle, it's very much, like, the whole family is very three-dimensional, and we get a lot of information on who they are. Yeah. It's not just about Mirabelle. Yeah, and her... Like, everyone's trying to find, like, their talent or something. Is that what it is? Like, there's so a door, you, yeah, your door? Something about a door. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a door and some secret talents and make of it what you will. Contestant um, number one behind door number one. Yeah. Yeah, Mirabelle takes people into the champagne room and, uh, <laughs> no... <laughs> Not at all. What? Also, before I forget to mention it, they also, Mirabelle and and all the characters in Encanto have proportional bodies yes. as well. They're yeah. more realistic body, you know, depictions. I mean, still animated, obviously. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so essentially their family, the magical family, which, by the way, is like a matriarchal family. It's a grandmother and then the mother, and then three sisters. Like, they are very much a matriarchal family, which is kind of cool to see as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, everyone in their family, when they turn five years old, they find out what their secret power is or their secret gift. Uh, so she's got, I don't remember everyone in the family's powers, but like one sister is super strong and she can like carry and lift anything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool seeing a woman who, like dresses and skirts and you know feminine but also be oh sorry about that noise in the background uh, my cat just decided to knock uh, knock something over so Show you his secret apologies. powers yeah, yeah. being an asshole uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah louisa her sister um 
very strong woman, but still likes to dress feminine. Yeah. So yeah. I love that being represented. Her other sister's secret power, I think, is being able to like, um, like bloom flowers and create. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and what's interesting about her is, again, she, I, I feel like Disney has become a little self-aware and is trying to make commentary on past princesses. You know, like Anna being more of that, I want to find a husband. And Elsa's like, uh, that's a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. They did a little bit of that in Encanto, I felt like, with the, the middle sister's name, who I can't remember. But she's expected to marry the neighbor and she makes flowers and looks more like a traditional Disney princess. And at a certain point in the film, she kind of breaks down and it's like, I don't want to marry the neighbor boy. And I'm tired of the weight of like being perfect and being beautiful and all these stupid, you know, weighty expectations on me, Um, which I think is a nice little commentary. yeah. Anyways, so I lost where I was going with this. So, oh, back to your question. Yes, all the family get secret powers at the age of five, but Maribel has never been given. She supposedly wasn't um, gifted with anything. Yeah, so she uh, just showed up to this door and nothing appeared, correct? It was just dismal. Yep. Exactly. And yeah. she's the first in the family that that's, and since, that has ever happened to What's interesting, though, is she is the one that notices their magical home is starting to have cracks and nobody else sees them. Um, But yet, like, we still see her being sure of herself. Back to your point about intuition. Mm -hmm. She is someone who's, like, following her intuition. She doesn't care that people might be doubting her. Like, she knows what she sees. She's confident in it. Um, And she just has to figure out a way to, like, save the family or save the home. And she continues toward that goal. She's going to figure it out. And spoiler alert, she essentially does. I I was going to say, do we we want to tell anybody what her power is? No, probably not. Or do we? We've told all the other stories. Why not? I mean, why not? I though I will argue. I think some of this is open to interpretation. So, yeah. how about this? What would you say her power is? And then I'll. I felt like her power was like maybe like her like her love and empathy. Like to me, I don't know if there was anything more to it than than that because she was able to be very supportive towards everybody else. Even that was it. Like her cousin, that little boy, or her brother. Yeah, you know, she was like very present for his door opening, even though she was like really afraid for him that it was gonna like not happen for him. Like, yeah, but. she definitely has. Everyone does seem to go to her and open up. Like the sister that's very strong, Louisa, is like I sometimes just feel weak and tired. So you're right, she is kind of like this source of empathy for the family. I don't know that I feel like she has. Well, so I also think like her ability to see the house cracking is she's got a perspective that nobody else does, right? But I don't yeah. know if she has a superpower in the traditional sense that the family does. And I sometimes wonder if that's part of the message. Like you don't need a superpower to like have value and and be yeah be worthy in this world, right? Yeah, it kind of like, it goes back to like, what do you do for a living? Some people do like tremendous things. And then some people do things that are like less profound or less celebrated. But that doesn't mean that they're less of a person. And, right, you know, things def- like. Defined by those things. Yeah, and things we're not like defined that. By like 
some gift you're given at age five. Um, yeah. And what's interesting is I think her, so her grandmother and grandfather who built the house and like spared this candle that holds the family magical powers that they get passed down to each family member when they turn five, they had to flee. I forget if it's explained exactly the situation that they fled from, but I think her grandmother has led a life feeling like she needs to protect everybody and that this is the way to do it. And isn't, you know, it has become very rigid in her ways. And Maribel is the one that kind of breaks that down and says like, look, how this is destroying our family. Like, yes, everyone has these magical gifts, but like Louisa, who is strong, is also feeling weak because everyone depends on her to do all the like things that require strength in the family. My other sister, you know, is marrying this dude she doesn't want and she's feeling weighed down by the perfectionism that she's the beautiful one and she creates beauty and it's expected Mm -hmm. that she's, you know, that is her life. And so I feel like Maribel is able to say to her grandmother like your intentions were great but you have like I want to say I don't mean like destroyed the family (laughs) she destroyed the family no but like you know what I mean like her intentions are well like set a high bar yeah but yeah but like in in trying to control the family to protect them from the things you had to flee from You've just made it so that nobody is happy and mm-hmm. this isn't sustainable for a family. And they're able to kind of rebuild. Like the house ultimately gets destroyed and they have to rebuild with help from the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Maribel may be the family therapist and I'm okay with it. <laughs> For sure. She's really talking people off the ledge, left and right. She's making moves. She's solving problems. Good for her. Yeah. I also wrote one last thing about Maribel, and it's that she wears glasses. Yeah. And finally, a fucking Disney princess that wears glasses. It took us till 2020s, but we got there. Is she the first one? Yeah, probably. I think so. At least permanently. She's not wearing them to, like... You know, kind of read a book. Maybe Belle wore one to wore some to read a book one time. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. so. She's definitely the first one that wears them all the time, and I'm like here for it. I'm here to be seen. Uh, I mean, they work out a lot better than contacts. I only wore glasses briefly, but if I had to put a contact in, absolutely not. Can't no. do it. No. Nope. Nope. She's got those bright. Are they green? She's looking fabulous. She is not shy about needing to wear glasses. And I think she's the only one in the family. I do think they're supposed to be symbolic of something. Like that she's the only one that sees the house cracking. She's also the only one that wears glasses. So I do think there's something symbolic about her seeing the world a different way. Yeah. Or the family needs to get on a vision plan that supports everyone (laughs) getting a pair of glasses. Yes, yes. Everyone else probably just didn't have uh, the correct prescription lenses and therefore weren't able to see the cracks in the wall. Yeah. They were very obvious to us. <laughs> Painfully, yes. With 2020 vision, we could see them. <laughs> I'm blind pretty much in one eye, but yeah, I saw them. <laughs> oh, any other final thoughts? 
on um, our fuck yeah Disney princesses? I mean, I can't wait to see what's next for Disney princesses because, I mean, sky's the limit. Yeah. I'd like start- to see a lesbian princess coming on out, honestly. Or oh. maybe a same-sex prince. Can we get some prince action? I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Maybe some boys need to see, like, uh, or girls, like a prince in action doing something other than battling that's so true like i feel like disney you know the movies have been so gendered for so long that the ones that were designed for little boys you know it was exciting to see all these little boys get to experience and have um different dreams you know like robin hood he's like yeah you know i just want to like have a socialist society yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. the sword and the stone he had his own motivations it'd be great to see a little boy whose motivation it is to have a relationship but do it in a healthy way not a like just find yourself a princess and live happily ever after but more like a healthy i'm motivated for love yeah you know? it, i think it'd be cool to see that yeah i might have made a joke about like my mom said she had like a bunch of like girl things i'm gonna have a nephew in february She's like, oh, I had all this girl stuff laying around. I said, well, maybe he'll be gay and he'll love it. I don't know. And she's like, oh, come on. I'm like, well. Or maybe he'll be straight and love it. I don't know. You don't know. Everybody needs something. And Disney, I need more. I need more from you. Yeah. Disney has been delivering a bit better. Keep it up, Disney. Keep telling interesting stories. Redefine what princess means. Keep doing it. Yeah, and if you get a lesbian princess, I'm going to get an annual park pass, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dropping (laughs) $1,000. Well, you heard it here, Disney. (laughs) Get after it. Get after Marinella's wallet. Make a multi-million dollar movie so you can get that $1,000 annually for life from Marinella. I do feel like all the lesbians would unite, though, to get park passes, so. Oh, we're fucking, absolutely. I know plenty of lesbians that already have a park pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. The buy, like, Disney, there is a market for people to see a lesbian princess, so. That's a a third date commitment. You want to get park passes together? (laughs) U-Haul, pregnancy, (laughs) Disney park pass. Oh, love it. Well, uh, look, you know, that sounds like that's a Disney movie writing itself right now. I'm here for it. I'll see it. And uh, can't wait till we get to talk about it one day. Me too. All right. Well, till next time. Catch you next week. All right. Bye-bye.